Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is kindness champion Scott McDonald, Managing Director of Artisan Food Champions Sourced Market. Coming up on today's show... Scott tells us what it's like to live in a female-dominated house. I've got a male hamster which sometimes I find myself talking to. Phil shows signs of lockdown fatigue. Tell you, the, the list of people that I'm having a beer with when we're allowed to do this is growing by the day. And Scott reveals a case of mistaken identity. Lo and behold, what I didn't know was I was actually the warm-up act for James Martin. All that and so much more as we chat through Scott's awesome journey to date. Scott also chats so positively about leading with kindness and of course his story of the world's most expensive sandwich. Not to be missed. His story is yet another amazing example of the many different ways and directions you can take in this incredible industry. Thanks so much, Scott. Don't forget, we launch a brand new episode each week telling the amazing and always amusing stories from hospitality. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a like and a share across your favourite social networks. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the next edition of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. Now, Today's guest is one of the inspirations behind why I even started this in the first place, although he probably doesn't know that, but I'm going to walk you through that shortly. But I am delighted to welcome to the show the MD of Sourced Market, Scott McDonald. Good morning. I didn't know that. No, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. That's, um, that's, that's, that, that's a wonderful um, sentiment that I wasn't expecting. We can leave it there if you want. Thanks very much for coming on the show. <laughs> it's not going to get higher, is it? It's not. <laughs> That's not. Let's 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 uh, let's leave it there. No, that happened because I actually heard you on uh, another podcast, and I can't remember which one it was. But this is going back now, maybe two years or so. And your message that day was very much around leading through niceness, for want of a better word. Actually, just always remembering to stick to being nice to people, and that was a message that I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Why do we have to be, you know, why does the business world have to be serious and, you know, and speak down to people? And it shouldn't be like that. And leadership right. should be about, you know, being as inclusive as possible. And your so your message really inspired me that day. And that actually led me to reach out to you, mm. which we, we then had a coffee and a, and a natter. Yeah. And we, talk, we talked about the, the nice world that we live in. And so, yeah, and that, so that was one of the uh, the triggers that went off in my brain as to, yeah, there's there's some awesome people out there, some stories that really need to be told. So that's why we're here. Wonderful. Yes, kindness does win out in the end, whilst I think sometimes when you're eye deep in drama and trauma and all the other things, you do have to pull yourself to one side to kind of remind yourself of your own values and, um, you know, kindness, yeah. trusting, you know, empathy are all very key parts of them, um, the uh, key parts of the, what keeps me going. That's yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, there's no drama going on right now, is there? None whatsoever. It's a bit of breeze. No. Piece yeah. of cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. I'm not going to go there. It's not, it's not. Great. Well, uh, uh, how are you anyway? Yeah, look, really well. Uh, yeah, under the circumstances, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. My, my family are healthy, and um, my team of work are, 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 um, are, are well. I try and touch base with them as often as I can. So just to just to make sure we keep that connection. Well, ev- yeah. Everything else, as far as I'm concerned, is 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 noise. So yeah, all good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and and where in the world do you find yourself today? I'm at home. I'm currently on the kitchen table. My wife's got the small office, so uh, <laughs> she gets precedence over everything. Uh, the modern world, eh? 
it's being it's being the only boy in a in a in a girl's house. I've got two daughters as well, so right. I, I'm pretty much one above the bin in terms of priority. I, I'm exactly the same. I don't have kids, but I've got a female dog and a and a wife, and um, so yeah, that I can. I like my little testosterone moments with sport and stuff like that. <laughs> I've got I'm a, I've, to the office for those. <laughs> I've got a male hamster, which sometimes I find myself talking to. Other than that, I'm <laughs> perfectly sane. Well, that's definitely going in the intro. That's for sure. Oh, brilliant! Great. Well, I, I, I did. I actually found doing research on you quite difficult, and that's probably a good thing. I think mm-hmm. in the main. I mean, other than what's on on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile only takes us back so far. So I was really, really interested to to chat to you about your journey because beyond what I can see in the public domain and our brief discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know too much. So I, I take us all the way back oh, to the beginning. Wow. Are How we did sitting you get comfortably? in? Well, way back, late 80s, early 90s. I'm a chef. Let's go back one more step. I'm a chef by trade. Mm. So way back, way, way back, late 80s, early 90s, when being a chef was classed as it was, if 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 you're an idiot, that's the only thing that's available to you. Right. <laughs> um, and I, was, I wasn't an idiot, let's just be perfectly clear. But it's what I really enjoyed doing. When I when growing up, we there was a pub literally at the end of the road. Delighted for my dad. But um, in those days, wow! I never thought I'd ever find myself saying in those days. Yeah, I, I, I got a job in the kitchen, 11, 12, 13 years old. You know, washing up, doing all that kind of other stuff, earning a few quid, and I really enjoyed it. The, the head chef there was ex Navy, so you know, very firm there and. Um, really, really great chef. And I knew instantly at that point, uh, at a very early age, I knew what I wanted to do. So I was very clear about what my direction was. And I just focused on on just being in that moment and um, taking my career from there. Yeah. And then that all went through various things. I, I, I um, did very well at college and, and um, brought me to the dizzy heights of London, working with some incredible people, Marco and, 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 and a string of others. And had a very good career as being a chef, but I kind of got disillusioned with, I don't want to spend my life kind of stuck to a stove. And then I moved out of kitchens. Gosh, I moved that kitchen bit on quite quickly, but didn't, didn't I? But, Just, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I worked in some, some really, really incredible places. Uh, the Intercontinental, Portman Square, Stoke Park. and um, Wow, yeah. With, uh, uh, at the Mirabelle for, for a while uh, in London. So I worked, I worked with some incredible people and I guess as, as the years went by being a chef become very cool and you're almost like a rock and roll star um, status so it become very popular yeah um, and then my career turned into uh, multi-site I joined uh, Ha Ha and Canteen got back in the late 90s I don't know whether you remember them it was almost the first of that was branded... just before my time yeah in uh, I don't mean I, I wasn't born in late 90s obviously let's get that straight that's that would be a lie um <laughs> But no, I, I came to London in the early noughties. Early noughties. So yeah, we were just, um, we had a few sites then and, and that was my first foray into multi-site, branded multi-site uh, restaurants. And I've never really looked back from there, really. I'm yeah. still involved with food, but I just focus on developing the brand from the food and beverage perspective. And from there, I, I, I had a pretty good career since then. Uh, I was at Selfridges for three or four years. Um, I developed all their internal restaurant operations and product for both restaurant and food hall. Was that a, a, a kind of hybrid role of kitchen and front of house, as it were? Um, it was. It was predominantly a, a back of back of house. Right. 
Selfridges is a is a is a is an incredible business, and and it's and it's first and foremost it's a fashion business, so that's where it makes its vast majority of the money. Yeah. However, within all of that, you've got some incredible spaces, or we created some incredible spaces from an F and B perspective. Because if you're coming in to spend twenty thousand pounds on a handbag, you want somewhere to come chill out and eat some incredible food. And actually, all of that was predominantly in the food hall, so which you're going to take home. So you know, we created the opportunity where. If you're coming in to spend that type of cash, or even you're just coming in to 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 have a snack or whatever, we created those environments where, whilst would never be totally reflective of, you know, twenty thousand pound on a handbag versus coming in to have a, a bite to it at that at, at, at that level, but from an experience yeah. wise, that's what we try to do. And you're talking about LinkedIn. If you can't, oh, you can't find me. There's there is um there is a terrible picture of me on LinkedIn where back at Selfridges, I created the world's most expensive sandwich. Um, it's something that's right. it's something that's haunted me to this day. Um, however, I, I do have a Guinness Book of Records certificate in a frame in the girls' playroom that um, that, that I got at that point. So, very so, good. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. what was on the sandwich? <laughs> I knew you'd ask that, and I was <laughs> do I mention it or do I not mention it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, you probably uh, this is probably about the one hundred thirty thousandth <laughs> time that you've. <laughs> It's one of those things when you go, oh, Google Scott McDonald, and I've never Googled myself ever, maybe once or twice. Yeah. And it's the only thing that sort of comes up from an image perspective, and it's awful. So right. anyway. Oh, yeah, you're the sandwich guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so yeah, we, so we, we, we had a fun time, and we created some in, in, in incredible, incredible things there. We brought Marco um, P.Y. again into... Um, uh, he had his Frankie's brand, uh, pizza brand. We, you know, Brass Rail, which was the salt beef, small little deli restaurant there that had been there for years. We, we we branded it and moved it into the food hall. So we've done some lots and lots and lots of really incredible spaces. And, and I guess, you know, being exposed to a global, incredible brand and, and kind of almost leading that, you know, that F&B bit for a global brand didn't didn't hurt my, um you know, where I sat and things. So no, it was it yeah. was a good time. Going back to the sandwich, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> do you, because I am actually intrigued about this because I didn't know about this, so I must be one of the only people in the world probably yeah. that, uh, that didn't. Do you, was it a case of, okay, what are the world's most expensive ingredients and let's see if we can put it in a sandwich? Is that basically you know, when how I, you... When I joined Selfridges and I, and I joined with a guy called New Inventors and New Inventors went on to be um, the CEO of Fortnum Masons for gosh, seven or eight years. Super bright, super talented individual, and uh, you know I still you know look up to him to this day. He's still very inspirational. He's he's one of those people that could walk into any room anywhere on the planet and talk to anyone about anything. Uh, I mean, he's right. super, super, super talented as, as far as I can say, but also super talented in terms of managing running businesses. So you know, we, we we came up with an idea. We're literally walking down a corridor and go, well, what, what can we do to kind of stimulate a bit of activity or thought or um, to? And I said, well, you know. Um, how I said, well, how about creating something that's really expensive because we're in Selfridges? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not going to work in a Pret, is it? No, it's not going to work in a Pret, no, sadly. But um, oh, uh, literally off the cuff, I want to just do the world's most expensive sandwich. And that's literally how it came about. So I went off and I went, oh, let's, let's, let's have a look how this will look like. And I did it and we created it. And uh, it's like bag of beef and truffle mayonnaise and, and uh, there's oh. other stuff in there. And uh, it's some fabulous bread and smart rocket, et cetera. Brie de and, uh, and and we created this sandwich and that was it. Literally overnight, we launched the sandwich and, and I was doing telephone calls with Australia and Japan and America. Wow. And yeah, yeah, it went up. 
absolutely bonkers. Yeah, us doing this type of thing with um, with live radio in in Japan and Australia is just completely mad. Incredible. And over a damn sandwich, that's all it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it it, it it was amazing how one very brief conversation in a hallway turned into this completely global bonkers thing. I remember I was in the green room in this morning. Of course uh, you were, yeah. yeah. I was. I was in the green room in this morning. So I had to take the ingredients to this morning in the green room and kind of construct it on a coffee table whilst all the other guests were going out to talk to Phil and whoever was sat next to Phil in those days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was on this morning. So there you go. It would have been fern back then, would it? It would have been fern back then, yes. Yes, correct. There we are. Obviously, yeah, that's yeah. incredibly important that we get that fact. Very important we get that point in, yes. Yeah. And there ends the interview. Thank you very much. It's been a great, yeah. it's been a great few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, that is... Um, that's great. I'm not going to dwell on it uh, for much longer because obviously it doesn't sound like it. No, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. We can move on. We can move on. So um, anyway, after self after Selfridges, where where did you go next? Yeah, I was, um, I was in Mint Hotel when it was City Inn then, and then it was Mint Hotel. So five years, we we you know grew and uh, rolled out an, uh, a national and international founder owned and, and led a hotel brand gosh that was an incredibly tough time but again um you know rolling out a, a national and international business was incredible you know not just uh you know having the experience to do that but you know being in different parts of the country opening and being involved with you know from conceptual design you know back of house bars etc to mm. then you know putting the team in menu product you know searching locally for the ingredients etc etc yeah um yeah it it, it was a and and then doing that in a different country it really tested anyone's metal you know all the values that we spoke about earlier on you know self-belief empathy patience empowering others trusting kind hard working accountability you know, all, all that I've carried all throughout my career mm. and still very central to what I do today, you know, all, all those things were were tested um, all the way through that. Yeah. Um, and I've got, I've got another little story for you. Go um, on. We're opening, um, very quick one, we're opening a, ho- opening a hotel in, in Leeds, Granary Wharf. And uh, I was asked to do this little live cookery thing. I thought, oh, that's great. I'd do it in, in the central square in, in, in Leeds. Anyway, it's right to this, this, it wasn't in my honour, by the way, um, <laughs> right to this massive um, stage and, and, and there was loads of seats out in front of me. And I thought, wow, gosh, geez, I couldn't believe it. Everybody's come here and I can't possibly be here for me. And as I started, more and more people came over and sat down and I was getting into it and People were clapping and loving it. Go, wow, this is great. I can't believe it. No one knows who I am, but they're all sat here and laughing at all my jokes, my terrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> there were people asking me to sign things. I thought, this is crazy. I mean, this, I, I've, I've made it. I've made it. Yeah. Anyway, lo and behold, what I didn't know was I was actually the warm-up act for James Martin. So James Martin was behind <laughs> the scenes preparing all of his stuff. I walked back, go, oh, this is great. I look at being, being all powerful and all glowing with confidence that I'd done this and everybody came here for me. They weren't there for me at all. Yeah. I was just the warm-up back for James Martin who came on next. They were like nodding anyway. each other going, uh, he looks a little bit different in, in real life, doesn't he? Yeah, I can't believe it. I swear, everybody's here for me. They weren't at all there, there for James yeah. Martin. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, I had an incredible time doing doing that. It was breathtakingly hard, you know, not only creating and curating these these spaces, but um, filling it with 
incredible people that were going to deliver your brand and values and vision and et cetera, et cetera, and all different parts of the country and a different country. But we did it and, um, you know, we did it or I did it in, in, on, on my side of things because of all the things and the values that I, 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 I lead by. Yeah, it was a really, it was a cool brand. It came along and kind of shook things up a little bit. Yeah, it was very, um, in very, very innovational. Again, incredible leadership from the top, um, from a founding perspective, and the all family, you know, and yeah, it was, um, uh, uh, you know, we did some f- fantastic things with that, with that business. And, you know, we, we stood by the very core and key values that, that, that continue to make that business, business a success. So successful. It was bought by Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're big hotels as well, right? Yeah. Not all of them were massive hotels. There was a, the one in Glasgow and Bristol were very small and, and little hotels. Right. They, were, they were all great spaces. Yeah. And, and, and coming up with innovative, Food menus for for hotels, especially because I'm guessing that in a lot of the spaces it was very business led. During the week was for sure. Um, weekends was slightly leisure, but you know all of the spaces had all the restaurants had two rosettes, and you know we had super talented yeah. back of house teams, and that's very rare to find in, in in any hotel group, let alone one that's a you know a, a you know a four star op- operated. So yeah, we had some really super talented people. But some of the team were, were already there. So there was this new guy in, in the form of me turning up. Now, I had to get a, a group of super talented and back of house people all walking the same direction. You know, you can imagine from an ego perspective, some of these guys were going, what's this guy doing here? What, what's he going to teach me? Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> that, that was incredibly difficult to get people on the same time. But look, I, you know, I, I continue to lead by the same values again, as, I, as I've always done. And um, it's not always worked, but and the most of the time it has. So, yeah, I, I think it's probably uh, my experience of kind of being true to yourself is that it, it all it usually wins in the end. Like if you're trying to be something to you know to satisfy a group of people, then then you're probably going to come undone. But actually, if you stick to what you believe in. And especially, I, I suppose, with I'm, I'm guessing that this kind of kindness and and leading through respect is is kind of I just get the sense that that's always been you. That's not something that you've learned or or anything like that. That's just sure. Your been, um, yeah, and 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 look, listen. Don't think for a second that there are there are people that have used that to their advantage and 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 seen it as a weakness. And yeah. you know, back in the late eighties, early nineties, and even throughout that that period, you know. Those types of values were were always seen as weaknesses, and I was never, you know, uh, there was in those days there was never people, culture, HR departments that that supported you with that. So yeah, it was incredibly seen as a weakness, and um, you know, thankfully because I was I worked incredibly hard and I was I was good at what I did. That kind of helped, you know, with all the with that side of things. And um, but look, I, I never lost sight of what was important to me and how I felt when I got treated poorly. Yeah. So look, you know, everyone has tough days and weeks and all that kind of other stuff, but it doesn't justify you being particularly awful. I'm cho- choosing my words. Yeah. <laughs> being particularly <laughs> awful to someone else. And, that, uh, that was you fluttering through yeah, the, uh, the memory of mine. Yeah, I'm trying to use something that's appropriate for, for, this, uh, for this platform. Um, yeah, yeah. And look, uh, yeah, and, and even to this day, uh, you know, there, there are some not so helpful people in this world and I've, I've met quite a few along the way but again that hasn't deterred me from being the person who I am and you know certainly in, in recent years leading successful businesses to where they need to get to 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think as well that, you know, the I th- actually think it's a monumental strength to be able to retain your poise and, you know, and, and respect for others when everybody's sure. losing their shit around you. I think it, it, it's... And even now, particularly over the last 10 months, and I think people who haven't acted appropriately once once the pandemic has, has moved on, people will remember how, how you've acted. Yeah. Particularly more so in a heightened environment where everybody is terrified, where everybody's trying to figure out how to get it done, where everybody's trying to sort of figure out how they pay people and look after their teams and make mm. sure they're appropriate. If you're not, then people will remember that out the other side of that. And I, I think those people will come unstuck fairly quickly. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, remaining true to yourself, even if, it, even if it's at your detriment. Gosh, I've been in that situation a few times. Even if it's at your detriment, then look, I will know consciously that, that you know, I will always take the moral high ground in, 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 as far as that's concerned, regardless of what the outcome for me is. Yeah, sounds like there's a story there. <laughs> I think it's probably over a beer and uh, perhaps yeah, okay. that's fine. Yeah, not for public domain that one. Um, great. And so, from from Mint, that was when you kind of made your jump, wasn't it? From I suppose leading back of house multi site into kind of more of a, a a rounded role. Yeah. So I was I was um, so from from that I took on more of an, an F and B role and then i guess that kind of allowed me to when i got asked to go to meet the guys at bills i i turned the role down a couple of times right i mean i'd been flat out for 10 years literally 100 miles an hour for 10 years and i was kind of thought, god i'm literally i'm 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 running out of a little bit of power and um I didn't know what Bills was or what they really wanted to do i went to go and see a couple of the sites i just this just this doesn't resonate what is what is produce store? I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, so I I was I was talked. I spoke to someone I I I I, I, I trusted, and I I I um uh, and I trusted his opinion. And he said, um, "Look, the worst the, the worst that's going to happen is if you hate it, you can leave in six months. The best thing that can happen is you love it, you do an incredible job, and then it's something you can you, you know you look back on in, in in however many years time." And he was right, and yeah. you know it is. It was. It's almost career defining, and I guess everything I've done has been defining in a way where my career path has not been the most obvious. You know, chef, multi-site, managing massive groups of people, product development in retail, hotel, brand. Yeah, um, um, but I like that. I like. The... I, I like to be challenged in that in that sense, and I've I've never taken the easy path. Not because I'm a nutter, maybe I'm a little away, but I, I think <laughs> I, I'd like to challenge my myself because I believe that you know hard work and kindness pays off, and it does. It absolutely does. And um, yeah. you know, some of us, you know, I've always also believed that, that that you know trust is oh trust has got to be earned, and I I guess I've been the other way. You, you, you I always start off by trusting someone, you know. And then, you know, if, if that trust is, is um, as misused or misplaced, then obviously you, you, you don't trust them for a little light. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of things to be learned through, through that. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, Bills, again, it was an incredible journey. And again, I'm, I'm grateful for every journey I've, I've been on, regardless of how difficult it's got in, in varying degrees. Yeah. 
Well, you didn't really achieve much there, though, did you? No, nothing at all. It was, it yeah. was. Um, I mostly had my feet up. Um, <laughs> the the, um, the growth that you guys experienced in the time that you were there is just ridiculous. Well, I, we joined. So I joined at four four sites, uh, and by the end of year one, we were up to about fourteen, I think. Right. And because we've done such a great job in, and we rebranded. I mean, the whole F&B piece changed dramatically. You know, one of the first few things I did, we, we, we had these massive stainless steel press button coffee machines and replaced them with handmade coffee. And, you know, we escalated the coffee offer. We, you know, we, we, you know, we changed what, what, how the customers perceived what we were doing. So the menu format changed slightly. You know, so we had the menus with this plas- these plastic folders to something that's slightly a bit more, still more in line with the brand, but yep. these nice of A3 forms. So it's easier for the customers to, to see what we're doing. And I changed Bill's produce store to Bill's breakfast, lunch, dinner. Then all of a sudden, the con- consumer could clearly understand what we're there to do. Yep. And then, again, following on the same values that I've always led on, we, we created an incredible business um, and an incredible model. And I think from that point is then, higher up the chain people thought wow this is this is fantastic now we're going to roll out the business and do this and i guess mm-hmm. in hindsight you know of course again probably a different conversation with a beer but um it was very difficult being in a position where you've created something and you knew something was incredible and you you, you know i'm including myself we, we wasn't sure what was over the next brow of the hill but because everybody believed in, in in you and everything you said, and look, listen, we're going to go over that go over that hill. We're not one hundred percent sure it's over it, but we're going that way. And everyone just pulled along with you, yeah. And that's how we created the success through opening that amount of businesses. I'll never do that again throughout my entire professional career, and I, I don't suggest anyone does because right. not, only, not only does it does it stretch your your the people that are able to open the business at that at that pace, but it it kind of dilutes the the brand as well. So, um, it's inevitable, isn't it? When you're you're growing something that yeah, it quickly, tough. it was tough. It was tough. Um, yeah, you, you know, and none of us who were involved with that were were work shy in any means, stretching the imagination. Yeah, you know, I, I remember writing menus and ops plans and stuff at two three o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know, and conversing with with the teams, and that's kind of just how it was, and. Not because I created that environment, just because the the environment created that necessity, you know. And then, you know, working flat out, literally 100 miles an hour for 10 years, again, I found myself doing it again for the next five and a half years. So for the last, for that preceding 15, 16 years, it was um, breathtakingly difficult. But look, you know, we come out the other side and... Yeah, I think you wouldn't equally kind of pump that level of work into it if you didn't actually believe in it i think no, we were all, as well. you know i was very much part of the dna of that of that business and um you know and, and everyone who came along with that journey was also a part of that i was again uh, to this day i'm enormously grateful for being a part of that and you know a lot of things that allow what allowed me to do next i i got from that journey and yeah yeah look we made some mistakes along the way again that's probably a different podcast but yeah, I tell um, you, the, the list of people that i'm having a beer with when we're allowed to do this is growing by the day drunk for like two months straight <laughs> drunk, <laughs> drunk on stories drunk on stories um so yeah we we yeah look we, we we did it we set out we you know we ended up with a with a very successful financial business towards the end but towards the end it it, it you know we went different different ways so yeah that's yep. sometimes how it works. yeah yeah well I, I, things happen don't they i mean at the end of the day you know yeah. especially when you're 
in such an extreme environment where things are are progressing at such a rate of knots, probably quicker than anybody can keep pace with, mm. that at uh, you know relationships change, yeah, dynamics true. change, cultures 100%. change. Hundred percent. I think what changes. I've learned from all of that, I think you know my my sweet spot in terms of growing successful businesses, I guess, is from you know the single digits up to about 35, 40 percent. That's kind of my dance floor. I'm not right. a I'm not a massive nice. group person and i think what i've identified through that journey is, is that i'm not a yeah i'm not a 70 100 site mdca whatever that, that, that's not that's not where i that's not where i enjoy being yeah i i enjoy being aware i guess a lot of my success has come from is that growing to that 30 to 40 site piece where you know where you kind of continue to create that magic um, yeah. you know putting all the foundations in of course but you know that's where the magic is to be created from well, that's that's part of the journey as well, though, isn't it? To to of kind of is. really understand what yeah, your course, sweet spot is. Yeah, of course it is, and I guess you know, going through any journey, you you're going to make mistakes. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. mess a few things up along the way, and I think if anyone tells you different, then then they're sordidly mistaken. Yeah, I, it's also one of the objectives of of airing this this show was to to demonstrate to the wider world that you know that there are all manner of different journeys, and I guarantee you that if I if I lined up a hundred CEOs and MDs to have a, a chat with tomorrow, the um, the amount of mistakes that they've made along the way would be phenomenal. Um, and I like that, you know, that, that people have to remember that these are human beings at the end of the day, that, you know, a title doesn't give somebody any extra kudos. It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. I mean, it's, it's experience that gives you the ability to make those decisions. Yeah. It's not, you know, and it's, there's no, silver bullet to make those decisions right you know what may have been correct in one role and making exactly the same decision in a new role with the environment that you're in it may be the wrong one so it's yeah. it's it, it's really difficult to 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 know the outcome of how that's going to work you just got to believe in yourself surround yourself with the right people because ultimately they're the ones who are going to be um implementing you know the various strategies and plans and visions and etc yeah and that's what you know, that's what my job is, you know, is, is, you know, get the right people around you and make sure that, that um, they're given the right tool to do their job. And yeah. And, and, and try and get everybody pulling in the same direction. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Cool. So then uh, from there, uh, where does your head next? Uh, so I was in Polpo for a few years. Yep. Uh, again, very grateful for that journey. It, it was, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we put a lot of um, emphasis on putting appropriate structure in and we grew the business pretty well over the first, first, six, first six months. We identified pretty quick that we needed to get some more cash in. We went out and spoke to various people and I met Luke Johnson along that journey. Wow. We had a great, a, a great deal about, about the brand. He liked me and the management team and he liked the offer and what we're doing. So uh, from a difficult position and a well-loved business, we had the opportunity to, to, to get some, get some money in and, and, um, hopefully grow and invest in, in the core business. Yeah. That didn't quite work out as we got to the end of agreeing a deal. That's unfortunately when the participatory value, um, story dropped. So that kind of all ground, ah, right. to, a, ground, ground to a grinding halt. And, um, you know, I went my way and, and the business went, went their way. Yeah. But yeah, again, enormously grateful for that for that journey and that opportunity, and and we did some incredible things as a business and lovely offer. Again, that was I remember when that hit the the scene. That was a it was a a very different type of restaurant. Yeah, 
uh, which is which is mad to say now because you know if you think about how far the food scene has come in 10 years it's just ridiculous Faster food scenes come in five. I mean, it's just bonkers. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bonkers. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of innovation out of the back of what's going on right now as well. Yeah, yeah. through all the drama and the pain and, and the closures. And this, the, I mean, the, 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 I think I read this morning that there's 630,000 businesses that are that are in catastrophic financial positions. And I can, I can totally believe it. And But I yeah, think yeah. through all of that, you know, there are people with money who are, sitting and waiting for the opportunity when we're allowed to trade again that we'll open the doors and there'll be lots of lots of super innovation will come again and yeah. you know we'll look back in two years time and seen as almost as a as a almost a start again um, yeah, re- reset button. Restart, a reset button um, yeah I, I had um it was my wife's 40th a couple of weeks ago and um i'd, I'd bought her a uh, uh, tommy banks signature menu that you can have now have delivered to your front door and you know i think to myself when would whenever would i normally get to tommy banks's restaurant in yorkshire yeah you know chances are pretty slim unless i was passing through or or something like that and so things like that for me are are amazing because you know you just we're now getting new experiences and then amongst all the crap that's going on and it is it is crap no getting away from that no it's it's, Um, it's yeah there's already some signs of of people who are are tuning into the to their creative side and 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 figuring out new ways of business. A hundred percent, and I think it's those that that that, that have the the vision and the entrepreneurship to be able to do that, and also some cash that will will come out through the side and 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 make a bit of a splash. But um, I mean, the high street's going to be difficult one. Yeah, and I think it will be interesting to see how that plays out over the coming months and the rest of the year, really. Mm, absolutely, because behaviours moved online certainly from a um, from a retail perspective. So it'll be interesting to see how behaviours will then move back out into the wide world and then hopefully start, you know, using the high street again. Yeah, perhaps slightly differently, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that leads us on, I suppose, nicely to because uh, I'm also conscious of time that oh, yeah. um, your uh, your current role. Yeah, so source market again, a bit of a change of scenery. We so almost not quite two years, just, just over eighteen months. You know, joined a joined a brand that um, just needed a little bit of direction in terms of growth and opportunity, and well, where, where, where does the brand line in terms of future? We did loads of stuff around values and people and product, and so there's a, there's a ton of things that, that that we kind of needed to make sure that we were you know retention, people development, etc. So all the all the yeah. all the classic things when joining business, but you know in the, in the core of it, you know source market was a was a was an innovating uh, force to be reckoned with ten years ago when it when it took over the site at, um, at St Pancras. You know it was it was the original megaphone for pioneering producers, and you know it's a yeah. value that it's a value that we stand on today. Is, is that we are a megaphone for, for for smaller producers and you know where they don't have the ability or or you know knowledge or connections to be able to bring their product to market that's what we do yeah uh, and, and have done a very good job of it over the years and certainly that's been amplified more we did some really incredible brand work and you'll see that a lot of that on our on our website our brand uh, with our brand values you know one of the most powerful things i guess from a communicative perspective it was we're sourced by 
sourced by us, created by others, powered by you. And I think that kind of really connects who we are as a business and who it connects us to not only the community that come and eat, drink with us, but also that connects us with the producers that, that we use on a weekly basis. Some of these guys are embryotic. They get their, they make their product in their shed. So that's kind of how yeah. some of these guys are. And, you know, we bring them to market and, and make a bit, a bit of a fuss about it. And I think, again, we're just making that connection between awesome product to a consumer that wouldn't ordinarily or necessarily have that platform because there's no way a a massive supermarket would stock a a product like that um because they're too tiny so we're 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 the platform they'll be able to do that so i guess my my job really to you know strip away all of the noise and focus on making sure that, that 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 we're able to amplify that that message to our customers but also to the producers that we work with um, and that's been a, a, an interesting journey. In yeah, I, I had um, had Ben on the show more than a few episodes ago, and we talked about the kind of the ups, the uh, upskilling or uplifting of transport locations, as in you know the the offer that you get at train stations and services is yeah. pretty grim half the time. Yeah, and in actual fact, what you guys are offering is is almost next generation stuff really i mean in terms of it shouldn't be that way but uh, you know you're you're offering amazing produce in a place that's bloody needed oh for sure and i think you know that was very much resonated through um um uh, st pancras i mean when source market opened st pancras i'm not going to name branded names but it wasn't a very nice environment from a food and beverage perspective but now you know there's us there's fortin mason there's you know there's all the very big you know very very um, high-end players there that that kind of suit that environment and i guess now when we've opened um leeds scotland lakes very very similar environment you know no one does what we do within those within that space again standing by the same values you know incredible artisan coffee which is a very core part of what we do you know supporting local producers which is a very overused statement but 90% 90% of the stuff that we sell within Leeds, Guts and Lake Services is bought within a 10-mile peripheral radius of that site. Brilliant, yeah. You know, bakery, patisserie, pasta, pasta sauces, chocolate, biscuits. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And on. It's, it's incredible. And when people kind of, when you, when you kind of push back the surface of all the, the things that are around you, there's such an incredible abundance of all of that. But yeah, we're, we're, what we're doing is disrupting that space again with yep. um with our site in leeds and we hope is, is there's an opportunity to, to to focus on just travel hubs leave, leave leave the high street behind focus on travel hubs yeah well I, I think when we when we're released on the other side of all this there's going to be a lot of people moving around for uh, staycations and things which will need people to go through leeds service uh, station yeah, to... sure. <laughs> and i think you know we've 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 we, a lot of our business now isn't from people driving in. It's the local community that's just beyond. Really? Yeah, right. Literally 100% of the local community. So that's what we focused on. We focused on working with and talking to the local community to help support us. And then we're in turn supporting the local economy by is where all our produce comes from. So, you know, yeah. it's just that self-fulfilling, uh, wonderful journey. So now I've, I've got two reasons to come to Yorkshire. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Banks and you guys, and um, notwithstanding that my father's actually from Yorkshire originally, but um, oh, wow. there you go, <laughs> loads of uh, loads of reasons to go. Oh, absolutely. No, I think you're. To me, it feels like you're hitting 
the the right notes at the right time it it's it, it feels like there is a, a little bit of a movement happening out there towards more responsibly sourced produce moving away from you know the industrialization of the uh, the food supply 100%. chain and we, we've been shouting about that for years and yeah. um, but now hopefully as as we grow very slowly our voice will get louder and louder and you know we've been validators of that for for, for a long time yeah uh, but I, it's, it's funny isn't it it's taken it Certainly, it's probably taken this long for it to really sink into me. Uh, it's probably in the last two years that I've started really concerning myself where the food that arrives in my house yeah. is coming from. Yeah. All the packaging um, that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a very difficult world at the minute, and you know, not only with the current challenges with with, with the pandemic, but you know, how we act, how we responsibly throw things away, and. Um, and then how we then kind of communicate that down to, you know, our peers and you know, from my perspective, you know, children and and, yeah. how, and how do we educate ourselves better by just being better people? Yeah, absolutely. Future plans, obviously, I suppose, navigating the current situation we're in. Sure. Um, yeah, look, we're going to uh, navigating coronavirus is probably another another podcast, but look, I, we, we've got this far. It's again, like everyone, it's been breathtakingly difficult you know, from one week, one day to the next and reforecasting every five minutes what it feels like. And, you know, we're up, we're down, we're down, we're down again and up a little bit. And right. it's, it's an emotional roller coaster as well as a, as, as a, as a physical one. Um, but yeah. look, we're, we're, we're looking forward, we're looking ahead, you know, yes, we've got to get through the next couple of months, but we've navigated the last 10. We're pretty sure with a few bumps along the way, we'll make it through to, to March is hopefully when we'll be able to reopen St Pancras, of course, in a tier system, but but also Leeds will hopefully be trading a lot better than it, than it currently is. But who knows, I guess, at this yeah. stage. But our, our hope is, is that we'll we'll start looking at a pipeline. There is an opportunity in another road, uh, the, the, uh, uh, in another services that we're looking at. So again, we, we, we hope to be, or I hope to be able to talk about that more in the coming weeks and months. Great stuff. What would you... Um... What would you say to somebody who was contemplating coming into the wonderful world of hospitality? Look, I think just just be just be kind of true to your own values. Be be clear about what what your own values are, and be brutally honest about um, yourself and 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 how you portray yourself to others. You know, again, I've, 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 my, my values have been kind of transparent throughout my throughout my career and i think you know to be true to yourself and and just continue to be you know work hard and um you know be trusting in others and be kind yeah is that terrible, stuff. That a bit terrible. No, 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 that's good. i think the, the <laughs> message of the message of be kind is definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. underpins yeah. yeah but I, I think it's massively important i think it never more needed now uh, is you know a, a place of mutual respect to to move something forward Absolutely. And I think, again, my Timonio point, people will remember how you act now. So uh, I think it's probably now relevant, more relevant now than ever. And again, yeah, if you're thinking of getting into the industry, then yeah, it's obviously exceptionally difficult. But, um, you know, just 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 be confident and, and don't get moved from your from your path. Yeah, I've just remembered I had a question to ask you. Are you OK if I ask it? It's not a difficult question. Go on. I'd, you got top 50 stores globally. You were named... Oh yeah, that 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 small little tidbit. Yeah, look at us go. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, forgot, yeah. I, I was actually writing something. I'm writing in a, a, a like a, a deck to share, and that was in it. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. 
So right. yeah, look, even even opening a brand new business in a in a pandemic, which is completely ludicrous. I built we built the site virtually over Zoom, but then by from that we created you know one of the fifty best stores to visit in the world. So look, we we can't be doing too bad of a job, I think. And I think sometimes when you're so eye deep in everything, it's quite nice to raise your head above the parapet and and believe that people really love what you're doing. Yeah, did that come about? It's basically somebody you didn't like apply to no. be on that list. It's just no. literally somebody came in and yeah. went, "Oh wow, this is amazing." Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. So there's uh, the IGD. They 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 obviously look about uh, all the new things that are happening. They feel that our strategy in terms of travel hubs is right, and we obviously feel that that's right as well. Yeah. hopefully when the world gets better that travel hub will move into airports etc cetera, etc cetera. we think the model works but yeah, but yeah that that's basically pretty much how it is so obviously our site was an, a new build and they go to other new builds and go wow this is really incredible and that's what they did in a nutshell that's probably not a way best way to describe it but um that's pretty much how they judged yeah us and the other businesses which were all incredible but yeah hey that's that's a great um compliment to us, tiny, tiny business, you know, we, we've had to close sites because of the pandemic. But the one site we opened, we, we, we've been um, incredibly lucky that that we we, we nailed it, and yeah. we've been recognised for it. So that's great. I think it's it's also great that you kind of like it's just head down and get on with something you believe in, and then automatically, you know, the the energy around that is that somebody recognises that somewhere, and it just so happened to be something along those lines. Absolutely. For sure it is. And, you know, we're not going to sit back and go, oh, pat ourselves on the back. Oh, we did a great job. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's the teams that are there every day, day in and day out, are, are delivering the delivering that message to the consumer. And, and, and thankfully that we're, we're still here and we're still able to be that megaphone for, for smaller businesses and support the teams that are delivering that message. So, yeah, it's um, we're not out of the woods yet, but I think I can see the clearing in, in front of us. So, you know, we're all going to focus on that and, 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 and get there. Yeah. That's the plan. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, if somebody wants to uh, to get in touch with you to to chew the fat about what you're doing or or learn a little bit more about you, what's the best method for them to do that? Um, carrier pigeon or smoke signals. I find the probably the best the best. Very good. Yeah, that's a joke. What was a joke? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because we're not allowed to see each other now. Um, yeah, face to face. Yeah, email is best. It's uh, Scott at sourcedfood.com. Great stuff. Splendid. Yeah. Well, look, thank you for, for taking time out. I appreciate that. Oh, you, you'll be a very busy man. Too, too much ramblings of a madman. No, not at all. I, there's a, there's a, a lot of very useful snippets in, in there and, and some interesting stories as well. And I look forward to having a beer to learn even more. <laughs> Wonderful. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Scott. Look after yourself. Take care. Thanks, Phil. You too. Cheers Bye. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there we have it, an absolute cracker from Scott, still with much to do but showing what a difference it makes when you use values-based leadership. We wish Scott and his teams all the very best for their next chapter. Don't forget, we'll be back at 8pm next Wednesday with more stories from hospitality. But until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>